Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. And I, I want to kick things off by apologizing to everyone. I last episode said that I didn't think all the anime would be out by the time we got to this episode. And I think pretty much all the anime is out at this I, point. Pretty I would much. say so. There's a few, there's a few stragglers, but I think definitely the shows that we were actually looking forward to seeing have all come uh, out. Definitely. So I, I know, uh, gee, you, I'm sure you were excited for Rifle is Beautiful. I'm not sure if that came out yet. <laughs> yeah, but, unfortunately, uh... <laughs> I have to apologize to our our, our lovely listeners. Um, unfortunately, I know this is what you've all been waiting for. You, you've been you've been you've been excitedly talking on on the social media and and the Gloria forums that don't exist. Oh man, <laughs> what's G gonna say about Rifle is Beautiful? Well, I'm sorry, guys. I just. I couldn't yeah. get to it in time, you know. It's well, just, uh, yeah, I watched half of it. It's basically like K on with rifles. That's well, okay. Okay, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, we hold up the entire podcast just for that uh, that one <laughs> terrible tragedy. But uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll we'll have plenty of plenty of other things to talk about. Is basically what I'm getting at. So. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Tell me the My Hero Academia recap episode wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, I didn't uh, even put that on the list, but it sounds like we we should talk probably about that. for the best. That we we left should get that to that real quick. It's a recap episode. Of yeah, fun. oh, yeah, it's okay. like well, it's just I'm so disappointed. I'll leave Look, it at I'm that. Not, I'm not, I'm not going to defend the recap episode. I will just say that like. A, what did you expect? But B, like compared to like all the other filler episodes we've seen in the likes of Fire Force and Demon Slayer, I will say that it is a. Is a it is a, is a it is a testament to the generally solid like pacing in production of My Hero Academia that that recap did not feel like yeah. agonizingly tedious. All right, all right. Well, we can we can touch base with My Hero Academia another day, perhaps. But uh, yeah. So before we get into the rest of the talking, just to introduce everybody. I'm Gel, and with me today I have Iro. Yep, I'm still here. Another season. G. Yo, yo, yo. And joining us uh, this episode, we have Marlon. Buonanotte from Italy. Yes. <laughs> Jojo was like earlier this year. Shut up, Yeah, Jojo's finally over. And until the next, <laughs> is, until the next inevitable part, I'm sure, but... All right, so uh, if you haven't figured it out, today's episode is going to be giving our first impressions on the fall 2019 season, as well as a couple of other things that have happened uh, recently that uh, we have not had a chance to talk about, so we're going to touch on those now. And we're going to start by catching up with uh, some tokusatsu and the... Uh, Current running uh, Common Rider, Common Rider Zero One, is that yes, correct? Common Rider Zero One, uh, which is a pun because Zero is Ray and One One, because it's the Ray Watt era now. Um, yes. But uh. yeah, this started like six, seven weeks ago, and I made the decision that we didn't need to talk about it until the new season, first impression stuff, because it lined up close enough. But uh, it's been pretty good so far, uh, which. 
of course, six episodes into a year-long series is a little early to make any real judgments, but I've been what's, enjoying it. What's the, the hook uh, on this one? Yeah, the hook on this one is uh, there's a corporation that makes robot buddies, robot laborers and friends, and the okay. uh, main character is a stand-up comedian who inherits the company from his grandfather who passed away okay. recently. Uh. So he's now the uh, president and CEO of uh, Hiden Industries <laughs> that produces robots. But you see uh, the evil hackers, Metsubojinrai.net, which I think is something like <laughs> Thunderstrikeextinction.net or something. Okay. They, they're putting yeah, viruses in right. robots to make them turn evil and start killing people. So what you you're realize, saying is this is Gridman. No, I was going to say, you realize you're just describing the plot of like the third Iron Man movie, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, using the power of Common Rider uh, that was hidden by his grandfather, uh, he must stop the bad robots and prove that robots are good, actually. Ah, Jin Saltame's grandfather had uh, a Common <laughs> Rider in the basement. Uh-huh. And um, there's also some other Common Riders who are part of the, like, AI law enforcement division. You know, they investigate AI crimes. Uh, they've got <laughs> gun that transforms. Oh, so it's also psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, no, the gun, they, they have, it's a gun, but also they put the gun on the belt and then they transform to Con Rider uh, with the gun. Wait, wait, what? So, like, they don't <laughs> actually use the gun? Oh, no, they use the gun. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I believe this. Uh-huh. And, All right. uh huh. Sure. Yeah, and there was uh, an incident in the past where uh, the first city built to, like, fully built to have humans and AIs live amongst live amongst each other was destroyed in an freak accident that may have been caused by AIs running rampant and killing everyone. Oh, and so uh, all these plot threads are converging at some point, but uh, it's uh, been solid. Considering the past few have been not good, um, it's kind of we've we've always joked. There's the balance though. When Super Sentai is good, Kamen Rider is bad, and when Kamen Rider is good, Super Sentai is bad. And so with Rio Soldier uh, being bad, it's time for Kamen Rider Zero One to be good. <laughs> Kamen Rider's time to save us. Uh-huh. Sounds fair uh, enough. So. Like on a scale between like <laughs> the Durian Rider to the Grape Rider from from Gaim, like what, what, what's the silliness scale of this show? Uh, hmm. It's more silly than not, I would say, but it's okay. not like it's not excessively goofy. Other so, than the main character being a stand-up comedian, uh, so he makes really terrible puns. All the time, so it's and, everyone, yeah. and everyone is like, "I'm." Every, nobody <laughs> likes the puns except for the rival, but okay. he's always like trying to that's hide pretty... that. He's always trying to hide <laughs> that he thinks it's funny. Uh, that's actually uh, pretty funny. Um, that's pretty good. So, like, I do wonder what. Uh, uh, sorry, Marlon, go ahead. I was just thinking, like, uh, you don't think there's any chance for this to go like Gaim, where it like really delves into the philosophical <laughs> idea of <laughs> this AI. Is the Bucci Marlin. I, I don't. I get the impression that nothing will ever be like Gaim again. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I mean, unless Urobuchi comes back to direct another comic right. writer, I guess. Right. Uh, 
All right. Well, sounds good though. It's yeah. good to hear because I feel like it's been a long time since I've heard you guys say there's been a good common writer. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's good to hear it's back. Like I don't uh, instantly want to punch everyone in the face. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's usually that's a good, good side with characterization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's positive for a so show. There's a, there's a cool lady common writer. That's a rarity. Uh, oh. oh, yeah, that's rare. How often does she need to get rescued by a strong man? Never so nah, never so far. All right, all right, wow. hey, sure. Yeah, that, wow. She's doing more saving than being saved. All right, look, I've been watching. Yes, we've been watching a lot. Of, we've been watching a lot of bad shonen lately. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, my expectations yeah. are rock bottom. Female yeah. con writers have a tendency to uh, die. Um, <sighs> well, so, that might still well, happen. Well, you, you never you know. see the it only way happen. to. The only way to motivate a male hero is to kill the so women like, that are close to him. <laughs> it might still happen, but like at the very least, she show she's in the opening. She seems like she's part of the power trio. You know, like she seems okay. like a major character. Okay, so it's a, it's a new. We're in the Raywa era. It's a new era. Maybe yeah. maybe it's time for change. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, perhaps we'll check back on the that another time i believe Zane yeah. is still writing about it too right? maybe so uh, hopefully it won't totally fall apart like build did <laughs> yes well it, it sounds like it's made it further than build ever did right like, oh, no we, we we watched build to the end because it was a massive train wreck uh <laughs> no but i mean as far as staying good oh uh, yeah like, sure yeah yeah you watched it but it was still bad um yeah and i think zig is still writing about it so you can keep an eye out for that everybody all right. Uh, one more thing before we get to the new TV shows. Uh, we had talked about the movie. Well, I guess it's kind of a movie. It came out on Crunchyroll, too. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but we were talking about Black Fox, which, yeah. if uh, everybody recalls, this was the movie by Studio 3 Hertz, who we... At the Glorio blog, I don't know about the rest of the planet, but we have the <laughs> Glorio blog. I've been kept an eye on after their work with Pretty, Fl- uh, Fl- yeah. Flappers and uh, Princess Principal. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and I don't think I, I, I don't think anybody else got a chance to watch it yet. I watched it last night, and it's it's really good. Um, Glad to hear it. It is. Uh, yeah, and I'll give I, you the spoiler I watched it as well. Oh, you okay. you watched it, Marlon? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll I'll still give like the spoiler free my spoiler free take. It's kind of a mishmash of uh, or perhaps maybe a delicious stew of things you would want in your anime, like uh, ninjas, <laughs> robots, uh, superpowers, um, stuff like that. It definitely, and, definitely made me think of like Promare or Promare, whatever we're supposed to call it. <laughs> we were struggling uh, that like, pronunciation. In, in the sense that, like, it was definitely trading on its action and not so much its characterization. Because, like, uh, because of the way it was made, you know, like, some characters just get kind of introduced and you just kind of, they just kind of go from up. there. Yeah, they just show up. You, you know, not a whole lot of backstory to it. Yeah, but uh, are any of them named Deus Ex Machina? No. <laughs> Whoa, what? Nothing will ever be that. You called attention to it. If you had just left it alone, nobody would have known. Would have noticed. Uh, so I would. I would, So I was. I was going to say it has a. It has a pretty simple, but I think well, uh, 
well done plot. I mean, I mean, if you watch the trailer, you can figure out it's a revenge story type of thing. Right. But I, I feel like they, I feel like they handled it real well. Gotta find out who you killed kind of, my grandpa. Isn't you it? kind of have to do that with a movie, right? Because like you only have so much yeah. time, yeah, uh, to, to work on it. And I, I thought the, I thought the character stuff was well because they, they, they gave you what you needed for the main girls and. You know, the other girls, I think, got an appropriate amount of screen time for their roles. Yeah, uh, it just it, so it felt I, like at the very least at one point that there was like an episode missing, like an episode length chunk of time for like the girl, the main girl and the like the quiet girl with the electric powers I mean, to like get my to understanding each other is that my understanding is that Black Fox kind of went through a like. To use references I'm familiar with, a Gundam F ninety one esque production that it was originally <laughs> slated to be a television series, correct? But then that's why I've heard yeah. they and cut I, it up into a movie after like some production issues happened. That's yeah, I think so. I so I actually I I don't I actually don't agree. I don't think I don't think I wanted an extra episode in there for the amount of content that they gave us. But I also like things a bit faster paced, so I don't know. But the the what I would say is they very much could and should continue to do a TV series off of this after the end of the movie. Oh yeah. Uh, I think okay. they so yeah. and and it's, sequel potential. it's, it's, it's explicitly set up for that. Mm-hmm. So, so I think rather than try to cram an entire 12 episodes of content into 90 minutes, they more said this is the portion of the story that we can tell in the amount of time we have and they focused on it that's what it felt like to me mm-hmm. so it did not feel as you know rushed or chopped up as like a you know your average anime compilation movie to me it still felt like it was like made like directed and paced and everything like a movie and not just like assuming you have prior knowledge or for black fox 2 and then <laughs> later put black fox tv on netflix like, like for, for the majority of the movie i would agree with you i just think that like you you have that section that they gave as like a preview on crunchyroll and like it even had me fooled thinking that it was just an episode of a regular show and then, like, it cuts from that straight to, like, the home life with the girl being in the detective agency. It definitely clearly seems like there's something I don't, where... I don't, think he, I don't think he needed anything in between there. I mean, you probably yeah. could have, but I, I, I feel like your brain fills in the blanks on that one. And that's kind of the way I usually prefer it. All right. But, yeah, I mean, that well, just might be difference of opinion on that one but yeah to keep things relatively spoiler free i guess for those of us who have not watched it um so this is my own personal taste but i have always been the outlier on this blog i think when it comes to three hertz's body of work i uh just did not care for flip flappers and princess principles art like art style and like setting just totally put me off i'm just not into that like victorian steampunk bullshit but uh <laughs> Would you say that Black Fox, like, is it more within the kind of that three hertz, like, style and body of work? Or would you say this is kind of like doing something perhaps more appealing it, still or, like, or different? Like teenage girls, you know, going around fighting and stuff. Like, I don't think that that's Right, which changed. is like something that theoretically I should enjoy. But... I think I think you would enjoy this setting more, G, because yeah, it's like I, I not too agree. distant future... 
robots and stuff. It's robots and ninjas. I mean, come on, everybody loves robots and ninjas. But, yeah, I mean, uh, as we all know of uh, uh, Trigger Darling Show, Ninja Slayer had ninjas and robots. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. So, um, we still haven't finished that. I, I, I think for your personal taste, G, this would probably be uh, your best bet out of uh, those three things from this studio. But uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was. I thought it was really solid, and I hope that and. Uh, I hope that we get more. I'm doubtful if anybody actually watched this or cares uh, enough. I mean, to, the uh, fact that it's airing on Crunchyroll right. has. I well, mean, that's what I. I guess... That's what I. That's like the important part to me here is I hope this means more movies will get on Crunchyroll. Yeah, that would be reasonable nice. time frames. Yeah, because I mean, like that's a thing, right? Is like if if this thing got a theater run like Promare did, we would be talking about like you guys seeing this in. I mean, I don't know if this movie would even rate to get an American theater run, right? So oh, no, we would be talking not. about waiting until this thing got Blu-ray, right? Yeah, yeah, or or like uh, showing so, yeah, no, like an obscure quick. convention uh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Real, real quick service announcement. I'm sure people already know this, but uh, G Kids actually announced that they are doing an extra run of uh, Promare showings in America. Uh, I think they said they're scheduled for December. So mm. uh, if you haven't had a chance to see that movie yet, like. You got one more chance, I guess. Good. <laughs> yeah. It's and fun. you don't even have to try that hard for a Black Fox. It is on Crunchyroll. Like <laughs> right. This one is just straight up on Black Fox, right? So, like, that's... So, please... Uh, Crunchyroll. Yeah, I still... Please go uh, check that out. I still enjoyed the action. I just... Yeah. I think it was overall a good experience. Yeah. Well, again, yeah, because it's on Crunchyroll, it's a lot more accessible, it. if nothing else. Yeah. So. Three hertz, still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still in it. All right. So let's move along and we'll start talking about the TV shows. Uh, and we're going to start off on a strong note here. Yeah, I want to get these out of the way first. We're going <laughs> right, right, to revisit. I'm, rolling, I'm, I'm using my crystals. I'm rolling. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're going to revisit Gotcha Hell because we had three very popular, three of the most popular Gotcha games. Getting pulling the wheel. Yeah, so pull the wheel, <laughs> Iroh, and what's the first, uh, what did you roll? Oh, what's our it's, first, uh, uh, it's Azure Lane. Um, Damn it. And <laughs> how does, does Azure Lane rate as a gotcha? Another one-star pull. pull. <laughs> I was like, if you pulled Azure Lane in the gotcha game, gotcha. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, it's got to be a one-star, right? It'd be, it'd be like a one or two-star, but be really popular because the design is like... Because it's it's literally a, design. a copy yeah. of another... Gotcha! That already exists. This is, yeah, this is like this is like Type sixty four and Girls Frontline having like five <laughs> costumes, which where whereas like some of the five star gun girls don't even have one costume. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, as far as the anime goes, it's a if whatever you love or hate about Azure Lane is well represented here. So you've got some <laughs> the I was actually pleased like the action, there's like an eleven minute battle of, of like nonstop action and it was pretty fun. Uh they fight an aircraft carrier wolf. Uh one of the that girls is just shot in the chest with a energy bow and arrow at point blank range. Uh there's some fun stuff in there, but it's kind of counterbalanced by the horrible character designs and sexualizing little girls, which Azure Lane is w- pretty high on the horny scale as far as gacha games go. Uh, there's lots of clothes falling off and whatnot, and I saw I saw clips of the second episode that are even worse. I feel mm. like for me, oh. it's like, yes, like the skeevy designs are definitely one reason it is off-putting, but I feel like it's actually the other thing you mentioned, Jail, that really puts me off about Azure Lane, and it's like... The character designs in that game slash anime are just not good. 
like at all it's it's it it almost gets back to like when i was ranting about demon slayer's character designs where it's like on one hand it can be offensive because of like the skeeviness of the outfits but for me i almost just find it more off-putting because of like just i don't know how unappealing the designs are period yeah so anime i mean unless you like Azureline, there's no point to watch it and it's probably bad but (laughs) i do have a story to go with this Okay. okay. Do tell. So, so long, long time listeners may know that I have very good gotcha game luck, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So I was watching Azure Lane and the big pivotal battle. Uh, the the, the Azure Lane covered girl is USS Enterprise, who shows up and kicks everyone's ass, right? <laughs> so that is fitting. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try something. Oh, I'm gonna no. open Azure Lane, <laughs> which <laughs> which I don't play, and I haven't touched in like a year and a half. I I played it for like a week when it came out. And then realized it's terrible. Well, the, the game's good, but I hate the designs and everything, like we said. Anyway, point is, I was like, let me see if I can roll Enterprise right now with my free rolls that I have for not playing for a year. So I had about, and you guys know where this is going, right? But like, I had about 30 rolls. How many rolls do you think it took for me to get Enterprise? Guys, one. Yeah. No, it wasn't quite that, but I did, like within like I think it was like four or five rolls. Mm, I I rolled Enterprise. Not... Who is who is like the the rarest like, you know, whatever, I forget how many stars uh Dazzling goes by. But the the top tier waifu you see. Yeah, like she's the she's the, the 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 picture on the icon and all the loading screens and everything. Right, what is it? Catalina and, uh, or whatever her name is. Used all those gems, I still didn't get Saber. Yeah, so just 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 so everybody knows, the gotcha luck is still there. Um, I gotta say, I gotta say, Jill, ever since you stopped playing Girls Frontline, uh, my luck in Girls Frontline has notably increased. Actually, oh, okay, I'm not like, just uh, like zero sum game in there. Right, I think well. it, there might actually be a zero sum game at work here in our gotcha enjoyment because, like, they released some new dolls lately, and like. People were moaning about, oh man, the new doll they released, like they heard horror stories about how on the China server it has like the lowest drop rate of any any doll released so far. And like got I it? got it in like less than 30 contracts, which like um, in the scope of Girls Frontline is pretty good. Yeah, because you burn through the like those a lot more. All right, Jell, with, man, the, I, with, I your, so with your gotcha luck. I'm not into this stuff. Jell, with <laughs> yeah. your gotcha luck, I think you need to make the next roll for what's coming up next. Okay, well, let's see. Haha, <laughs> yes. Grand Blue Fantasy, oh, an actual yeah. good, a five-star SSR you son of a gotcha bitch. game. I'll play that fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, unfortunately, though, <laughs> the anime, not so much. Oh, no. Uh, well, so this is season two, of course, of Grand Blue Fantasy, the animation, and the big story being this: they switched over from A1 Pictures to MAPPA, and it was not, oh, it's, it was very disappointing, because the first season looks fantastic. If there's anything you can mm-hmm. say about it, uh, the art the art direction and the animation and just like the overall quality is just top notch in season one. Yeah, for sure. And season two, I would generously say, is above average looking. <laughs> yes, but when we're talking about Grand Blue Fantasy and like the standard that that thing has established for itself. Yes. So for any other anime, I'd be like, okay, this is fine. But for this series, it's real disappointing. If you look at my post, I like I actually linked like the side by side little clips of 
kind of similar action scenes and it's like no no comparison is is like side games just finally running out of money because it seems like all of their no, shows no, 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 have I, always been pretty no, no, no. You see, it's funded, because right? it's gonna it's gonna sell gangbusters no matter what they do so yes. yeah. i think cynically what Eero said is correct yeah but yeah, that's kind of what we theorized a bunch of money into other stuff right like they you know, they had bahamut they had that dragon girl well yeah, i think that, well, those I think really were, those weren't think, to the level of yeah. quality they were, they were similar level of quality to this okay. as opposed to the the first if you go back and look at like again if you look at the side-by-side comparison it's like not even close the first anime just looks amazing okay yeah. um the yeah and i i i think i'm on board with that conspiracy theory now in that they figured well we're gonna and uh, you know mappa probably even gives side games the uh the family discount at this <laughs> point but uh the i think they were like this thing is gonna sell anyway we're gonna have our pack-in bonuses so idiots like me buy the blu-rays i, I don't think i'm actually gonna do that, but <laughs> buy the blu-rays for the special exclusive characters that come with them and it's not gonna matter what the anime content actually is so that's a very cynical take, but it makes a lot more sense than them saying they're running out of money because I think Psy Games is doing quite well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would go on to argue that probably the reality of it is that Grand Blue Fantasy can just get by on sheer inertia at this point, whereas back when they were doing stuff like you know Rage of Bahamut, they had a lot of money to burn, but they also needed to like at least at the time push that as a like viable big name franchise. But, right. Now that they have an established name in the form of Grand Blue, they can afford to coast. Yeah, and I mean that's not to say that like they can always coast. I imagine for better or worse, that Grand Blue fighting game that Arxis is making is probably going to be a pretty high quality, like product. You know, yes. but that's because it's kind of a different medium. And in at least video games, if you half-ass a video game, you get skewered a lot more easily mm-hmm. than uh, in, yeah. in an anime. And and the Grand Blue the game continues to be top notch, but it's a whole lot cheaper to make that top notch versus right. making yes. top notch anime. <laughs> so uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen how much Mappa pays their animators. <sighs> well, well that's, hey. that's why maybe that's why they switched to Mappa, right? Uh, but yeah. Eesh. Well, also cynically, I'm going to say that maybe I'm okay with Mappa half-assing Grand Blue if it means that they're just devoting more of that money to uh, they're, next year's. They're full assing. Uh, Toro Yes, or yes. If they are Vinland flexing, saga. uh no, uh, that's that's Wit Studio. Oh, that's Wit. Ah, I always mix them yes, up. Yes, yes, but but as Eero so correctly stole my 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 <laughs> bit. Yes, I hopefully they are whole assing that Doro Hidoro anime that is coming next year. All right, so. right. Yes, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll save that for another day. But yes. oh yes, don't worry, I will leave it at that. <laughs> uh, all right, one last. Uh, all right, one, one last, last roll. roll. One more, one more roll. slot machine. It's oh uh, shit! It's a uh, it's fake uh, it's, it's fake Grand Order, Absolute Demonic Front, Babylonia. Man, I, uh, I didn't this, even know that Zero Stars existed. Grand Order, I've rolled today. <laughs> what a crappy roll! Uh, so, it's, um, but it's such a popular character. Um, we, we've we've spent some time on this already, but now that officially Episode One has come out, how are we? So two uh, has come out by now. Uh, two by now. Okay. How yeah. much butts are in that one? You think? Uh, slight, slight, slightly less. Um, <laughs> there's slightly more crotch. Oh, what? Okay. Okay. Flip the camera around. All right. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Just, I don't like Grand Order. 
Look, I, I feel like we already said it perfectly in our like in our post that you can read on thegloriablog.com. Like, yeah. fake go is bad for all the reasons that El Melo the Second is good. Yep. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's as simple as that, really. Like, also, like, I was in the trash. Like, so because of stuff stuff in the preview, and because I was not fully aware of the actual plot of Fake Grand or Absolute Demonic Throne Babylonia. <laughs> I when some lower source servants appeared in the trailer, I assumed that that was because they would be include like I what it is is they're part of the story of Absolute Demonic Front Babylonia. They're not like summoned by the main character as like to be used. Whereas like if you're playing the game up to this point, you have your team of servants or whatever and your your gotcha backlog of of dudes, but right. plot-wise it's just mash and like the story help servants that you can summon for free. And so it's like me realizing, Oh, they're not going to have all those other dudes show up for like one scene or whatever. It's just the plot by itself was like, Oh, this is going to be even worse than I thought. Oh yeah. They're so like, they're not even, they're not even the, I mean, I wasn't expecting them to be rolling the gotcha in this particular Format, but <laughs> but maybe they not, should. Not acknowledging the collection of heroes. Yeah, I mean, gel to kind of bring this back to Grand Blue. Uh, I don't know about the second season, but you, I, I remember you mentioning that, like at the end of season one of the Grand Blue anime, right? Mm-hmm. Like they did their like obligatory, all the cool fan favorite characters show up in the last episode to like help fight something the final cool, boss. right? Yeah, right. yeah. And I think their, I think, their little scene and it's right. everybody gets their like five seconds of like opening tier animation. Right. But uh they might yeah, still do that here, but Right. I'm sure that Faco will probably do something along those lines, but I think that like for better or worse, it seems to me like Faco is not even leveraging whatever like rare unique advantages a gotcha game adaptation Just might saying, have. If even Ash Ketchum is... can use other Pokemon besides Pikachu yeah, yeah I maybe, was gonna say maybe even in the um fucking Ritska could use other servants than Mash. Right. Even in the even in like like the game, like I've played enough Fate Go to know like how the story works. Like in the story, like they, they like the main character has other servants to summon besides Mash. Like it's not like yeah, it's uh, uh-huh. weird. <sighs> it's just not fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the thing. We could go about this all day, but I think we, you know, again, I, I would recommend reading our post on the the, the, the Glorio yeah. blog because I think that we kind of everybody who posts that would really gets to the core of it, which is just that Faco is it. It makes the Fate universe less mm-hmm. fun, right? Yeah. It narrows well, the scope of the setting. The more it explains, the less interesting the world actually becomes, and. I think Fate Go is like uh, the anime specifically is 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 endemic of that, right? It's it's everything that we fear about what's happened to that setting ever since that game got as popular as it did. Right. This is also a small thing, okay. but it really annoys me that they're in Babylonia, but the group is called Chaldea, and that's just another name for ba- Babylonia. Don't 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 think too hard about that, okay. my guy. I mean, this is their this is their seventh. What the fuck are they even called? Yeah. Their seventh singularity. <laughs> singularity, right? They fucking went to fucking Avalon right, last yeah. week or some All shit. Right, yeah, so, a lot. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs> don't think too hard let's, about let's, that. Uh, part. <laughs> let's move on from the the gotcha games then and get to our main body of shows here. 
and uh, sure thing. Fine. move on to something else I can get pissed off about. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I'm curious why you decided to even include this one in the in the lineup. I, I think it's an interesting conversation. Um, but the so the the f- first one we're going to talk about is Oreski. I forget what that stands for, but the full title is "Are You the Only One Who Loves Me?" Uh, this was the show that uh, <laughs> Aqua accused me of possibly liking. I mean, uh, oh, you're just here to defend yourself, <laughs> essentially. Well, not necessarily, but I do want to talk about. <laughs> so, so like, the thing is that this show could have been good, as is going to be the case with I think of many of these shows we're going to talk about today. But uh, the so because like the concept is it was actually pretty funny. Like the first part of the episode, they like play completely straight. They could play it like a, like mid two thousands visual novel romance thing with these two girls that like him. It leads up to this big confession and everything has like this, like beautiful sunlight on everything. And everyone is like all nice and everything. And it goes to the big confession with one of the girls and the girls goes to confess and says, I'm actually in love with your best friend. Can you help me get, hook up with him and then so that's like the that's like the twist and then like the (laughs) they rub it in with the next girl they like actually go almost line for line the exact same dialogue scene where she says the exact same thing and (laughs) and it's actually like the way they do it everything is kind of funny i'm like okay this could actually be a pretty funny premise for a romantic comedy or whatever and uh then they go and shoot themselves in the foot uh, with uh, the, like the next day, like all the lighting has changed and everything, which is still pretty funny, but then it turns out that the main guy is just like an insufferable asshole. <laughs> He's like, oh. he gives this whole speech about how like he, they've, these women toyed with his innocent, <laughs> delicate heart, even though he was the one that he intent, even though he was the one that was like putting on an act to try to, does he also have a shield? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I would not put this in the same stratosphere as right, uh, right, Shiro right. Hero, but it's it's yeah. kind of moving in that general direction of right. Right. the the thing that it sounds like in, in in the post that you wrote on thegloryblog.com, where you can read all of her first look posts. Yes, is that uh, it? Kind of dovetails into full on like incel revenge like drama well, territory. There's a little, yeah. He, he, there's a little bit of that. He's not really. Try yeah again like I wouldn't put it quite in that category with like with Shield Hero where it's like seriously taking it seriously because like the show the show still kind of wants you to think he's a jerk but he also wants everybody to like they also want it to they also want the audience to sympathize with him in the, the in the I guess the sense of we're all jerks or whatever because there's literally one shot where uh, after the confession everything. The, the girls are still being friends with him because they were friends, like, you know, like, like, sure. normal like, human is beings. He, is he like, how dare they? Yeah, and then, like, one shot, he's like, like, the camera actually, like, the scene actually freezes, and he looks at the camera, and he's like, oh, well, she doesn't even like me, and she's being nice to me. Isn't that weird, guys? Am I right? <laughs> like, um, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and so, like, so, like, the show still is still kind of saying he's a jerk, but they, but again they're kind of saying but we're all jerks aren't we and like no no we're not um, because that's a problem right like if his shitty behavior is meant to be the butt of the joke i think that can work but if he's also still meant to be sympathized with i think that dilutes that like well, well that's where we get the bit. the final twist here is there's a third girl who's this weird girl that hangs out in the library who's been stalking him and she's actually loves when he acts like a like a jerk 
because uh, that's him showing his true self or whatever. And like, I mean, the, so I the message of the show is supposed to be like, be yourself, oh, you know, you're be yourself. That's when you're your most attractive or whatever. But the uh, problem is when you're, which that's somewhat true, but when you're, when your real self is an asshole, then that's where the problem it's is. Just, yeah. That's kind of I, real. Huh? Torpedoes the show's premise. I feel like, I feel like the thing that I keep thinking back to whenever I hear about these anime with these kind of premises is like, why didn't all of y'all just read Onani Master Kurosawa? I was thinking about hey, the I same thing. Like, <laughs> you know, like, if you want to... you want people here have read that. <laughs> yes, and I say y'all, I didn't mean you people. I meant, like, y'all, the collective y'all I know, I know. of the greater consciousness of fandom. Like, if... I mean, that was also, even, like, 20 years ago or, or something. Or, <laughs> or not even, even y'all, as in you guys. I meant the writers themselves. Right. Like, if you want to learn how to write a good, compelling, misanthropic character who is forced to confront his own inadequacies and struggle to become a better person, mm-hmm. like, motherfucker, the, the, the textbook on this was written, yes, like, 10, 20 years ago. And they already made Snafu, yeah. too. So, pretty much all the, like, jerk with the... Yeah, so I yeah I think that there would be a pathway to success for this show if that was like the direction if it was if they were going to make the guy confront his his attitude and actually learn and grow as a person that might actually be okay. But I have like zero faith. Although like doesn't like if I remember like it's been a while, but doesn't Onani Master kind of start with him being a total jerk, and it's not until he has to face. Oh yeah, totally. No, no, no. He he, because like. I mean, that's the character thing. hasn't faced consequences or ha- done anything worth facing consequences I, outwardly. I guess that is a good point, right? Like, based on what you're describing here, Angel, the hero has the hero. The protagonist has mostly kept these thoughts to himself. I assume, like, right. he's not acting out on these actions. I guess, which right. I guess that puts it into a murkier territory because we know he's a piece of shit, but like, he hasn't actually done anything worth. Well, being criticized the, for, I guess. The, the what what his next plan is is he's figuring I'll help these girls hook up with my friend, but there's still going to be one of them left that I can hook up with. Which I don't I don't think that's going to happen because they're going to ho- the show's going to hook him up with the weird girl in the library. Right. But that's that's what he's that's what his next plan of action is. So if we're so he hasn't had an opportunity to do that in the first episode, which is all I watched. But that's like the next step. So yeah, <laughs> man, this is messed up. Like the well, more I think about, it, the more messed up it is. Like, so he was intentionally yeah. hitting so, on like, both of I, them, and like, yeah, he was gonna see which one sticks yeah, basically, like, and then uh, that's right, terrible. <laughs> what well, he's basically yep, playing Descartes' like theorem of chances, basically, like huh? if I'm just nice to both of them, then at least one of them will work out in the end, <laughs> right. Right, and that's even going, and that's even reinforcing the whole concept. If you're just nice to a girl, then they're going to want to have sex with you. Right. But yeah. well, just, <sighs> sure you watch all of this, so do f- feel free to report. No, I, I'm, not, I'm done. I'm done with this one. <laughs> okay, I, I just wanted yes, to put okay. it because I do feel I like much. <laughs> I do feel like there was uh, the the right pieces there to put together a, a pretty good like dumb comedy that I would enjoy, and they blew it. Well, so, ah, well. Speaking of shows, we're going to watch of, all uh, of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say speaking of things with the with with parts that you guys would enjoy, but they blew it. Um, yeah, that too. Let's talk about the 
the next uh, the next uh, iteration of Gundam Build Divers. Yes. I don't know what the actual title Build is. Build Divers on this one. Rerise. What? Okay. The next century in the venerable Gundam franchise. <laughs> I take it this did not no, go well. It didn't. No. Um, look, I mean, look, we're not. Don't take our reactions reactions to be like a sign of surprise. We knew this going in. Yeah, like, we did. Yeah. We absolutely did. After, after try and divers, my faith in the Gundam Build Fighters like overall umbrella franchise has been thoroughly ground into dust. Yeah. There is nothing. There's no hope left in me for this franchise. But uh, so yeah, it's just you know. If we want to just get into it, Gun to Build Divers sequel or like pseudo sequel to the first Gun to Build Divers, where they gunpla battle in a big like sword art online virtual reality MMO. Um, the biggest problem with Divers Rerise that is kind of similar to the problems of the original Divers is that Build Divers once again or Rerise once again makes no effort to really leverage its unique premise and strengths. Um, I think. There's an idea here that, like, actually, a Gundam fighting-based MMO is not a terrible idea. There are actually some fun things you can do with that. And instead, Re-Rise has decided to pivot Gundam into an isekai anime of sorts. <laughs> what? Of course. Right. So it's like, the plot is the, it's the new update, and we're doing this hidden quest that has nothing to actually do with Gundam. It's about this village of animal people being attacked by evil evil mechs. And it's like, why have this whole plot thread about these animal pe- virtual animal people that being attacked by evil robots as your plot when it being a Gundam-based MMO and you could be your plot? In a, like, There's so much potential for... Like, right, I mean, literally, and stuff that, yeah, like, literally, in the first two minutes, literally, the first two minutes of the <laughs> first episode of Gun to Build Divers, do the thing that me and Eero have been begging this show to do for an entire season. Do like, a, the first like a two minutes, standing mission or something. Yes, the last two minutes are the end of what seems to be like a Gundam gun, Gundam battle, like battle royale mode, right? Where 100 Gundams enter <laughs> and one leaves. And it's kind of neat. And then we quickly realize, oh no, that's not going to be the focus of this show at all. <laughs> uh, and, and it's just like, all the neat things you think about with like online gaming and MMOs, like it's it's the thing that once again, it feels like, like even within the already low, low bar that exists for anime about MMOs, Gundam Build Divers does not even like leverage any of the strengths that can be found there, like playing games and instanced like, zones or raids or battle royales or or what have you all the things that are associated with like what makes online gaming interesting and so yes the the focus on this like weird like seven samurai ass plot except with like (laughs) mechs and furries (laughs) is it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to focus on it it's it's i don't know And, and the characters themselves are not that interesting like the most interesting thing that can be said about the cat, the new cast is like no, none of them knew each other prior to meeting. So like, you know, there is no like established status quo with these characters. Um, the girl pilots, but, the, the turn a robot. Yes. Yes. The, 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 the one in, yeah. Yeah. The one no, and only no, no. lady pilot 
uh, what? Wait, what? What the cockpit? Oh, oh you're talking about turning? No, no, no. She's piloting a what a is known or... in yes a wadam, uh, which was a another what, a suit in turn A designed by Sid Mead. Okay, which means that she is piloting like the deepest cut and all deep cuts, <laughs> and like she is also like the second most competent like character on the team, which is neat because like women in Gundam are usually relegated to either dying to motivate the hero or doing our previous common writer <laughs> yes yes or, or, or doing nothing at all uh, and so that's cool like the semi-final villain it's sure yes that is uh, all yes being a a crazy hysterical villain oh, yeah, yeah. is yeah, also yeah, another right. popular uh trope for women in gundam anime <laughs> <sighs> but uh yeah i don't know there's not really much else to say about i think uh, there was about- one joke i thought was funny which is when uh, they do a mission they fl- they'll like have to register their guild name or whatever oh and it defaults yes, to yes. build divers and they're like oh man we can't call ourselves build divers because that's what the the legendary guild from last season was called they're called build divers we can't do that and so the girl just changes the capital I to a lowercase I. Well, it's a different, oh, yes. yes. It's a different That's very game. good. Yes. Right. It, it, it is very... There's one part that feels very MMO in the sense of like, you know, I'm Goku. I'm Goku 69. I'm like Dark Goku for 20. Like Goku with random <laughs> capital right. letters. Right. Goku with a zero. Goku with two U's. Uh-huh. So yes, they're replacing the I with a I four with a lowercase. This was the part that felt oh, the man. most like believably mmo to me Give me late 90s but, uh, yeah but, but yeah just otherwise like the gundam fights themselves are not that great and we haven't had a lot of really good deep cuts yet like the deepest cut is arguably that the main mooks they're fighting are the dark army grunts from uh g gundam like the cyclops dudes with the clubs okay, yeah does master Asia but, show up uh, no, uh, well, no, no, no. no. If, if Master Asia showed up, this would be a much different show. <laughs> but, <laughs> man, it, it would... but yeah. All right. Well, uh, you guys are still going to tough it out, though, huh? Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> what else is there to say? The longest pilgrimage to Mecca. Uh, yes. Uh, it depends, man. <laughs> Right, being part of being part of the Mecca faithful means taking the good times with the bad. So, uh, well, we'll we'll, we'll check back in on that as needed. Then takes taketh away. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I threw that in between uh, shows here to give me a break before I go on another rant here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boy, boy, I've seen a couple couple screenshots from this. Yeah, this is my feelings. My, my feelings on this show are similar to how I felt about Oriski, except I was actually looking forward to this one. Oh, I thought oh, it was no. going to be bad. Oh, that's the, that's the first it, mistake it, you made. It, yeah, I did. You know, you know, my I guess that was my biggest mistake was getting my uh, my hopes up. But uh, we're talking about what what we were calling previously Kabuki Cho Sherlock, which has been officially titled by Funimation in English as Case File Number Two Two One Kabuki Cho, which is much yep. worse. Uh, the, so this was like going to be the murder mystery comedy thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, Marlon, did you watch it? I watched I the it only too, one? yeah. I mean, okay. the idea so, of a modern, real modern day Sherlock Holmes <laughs> and Kabuki Cho sounds great. Yes. I like, you don't so, even know judgment. Sherlock Holmes until like 10 minutes in, or like five minutes in. Oh, that, that's the, that's the least of our problems. It uh, is. But, but yes. So uh, let me, let me just at the offset, just say, um, 
you know, I, I feel like if you're going to do black humor as a murder comedy would be, mm-hmm. uh, you should probably leave the dark stuff more to the imagination right. and focus more on the comedy. Oh. Whereas this is more of like a murder mystery with some wacky characters in it. And yeah. and by murder mystery, I mean like it's literally Sherlock Holmes. Like they meet sherlock holmes and the main character is watson and right. solving murders so like it's and there's a couple other detectives who i think are also famous detectives uh that are like side characters I but have no idea. but yeah but like it literally goes through the motions of a of a murder mystery thing uh which to me is super boring and way overdone i had no enjoyment out of that so th- so that aspect of it just made it boring uh there were a few silly bits like Sherlock giving his uh, explanation in Rakugo, which was pretty good, I guess. But the uh, even that didn't really pan out. It was so so like right away consciousness the whole time yeah. of like nothing good though. Just like, yeah, just so right away it was just kind of boring at base level. And then they had a couple other ways they were shooting themselves in the foot, like uh, some casual homophobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are one of the main characters is a person with a beard and a and wears sexy clothes and comes on to everybody. And that goes about as well as you might expect. Ah. Uh, but the, <laughs> what I think one of the main things that bothered me was just like how casually they handled the murder part. And I don't know if Marlon, yeah. you felt the way, the same way on this, but like the first murder is, um, and this is tying back around to my original point about the black humor stuff. Like the first muter, murder is supposed to be like supposedly done by Jack the Ripper and in Jack the Ripper style, they find the body uh, of this woman in her underwear with her genitals cut out. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they drew like that wings don't of, sound good. They drew no. like wings with blood, uh, like on the floor around her and stuff like that. And right. um, this is supposed like that specifically isn't supposed to be funny, but like. They, they actually show, like, the body laying there with her, like, covering herself with blood all over the place. Like I, I feel like if you want to do a murder comedy, like, uh, the, the murder methods have to be comical. Right. right. This yeah, was like not monk funny or at all. Or, or, like, or, or, or at the very least off-screen, like you said. Yes, yes. And, and, and it kind of culminates in when Sherlock is recounting that when he, when he confronts the, the, uh, the criminal and is recounting what happened, they're, like, showing the montage of what happened in the background over, like, funny jazzy music yeah and he's like oh and then, then then he took her over here and tried to rape her and killed her and right. it's showing the guy trying to rape her and kill her in the background with funny music playing I'm like no that's not how you do this yeah. that's not no. fun it may be very uncomfortable um i i think and, yeah it, it sounds like i think i think the thing with black comedy right is that it's actually pretty hard to pull off right like i think everybody's like, oh, like oh black comedy you just edgy but you'll just make it as edgy as possible but laugh about it but i think that it's actually like you have to very carefully balance like the black with the comedy right (laughs) and Uh it sounds like this is not doing a great job of balancing those it also just had completely terrible like scene progression like it just like it just jumped from one thing to another there wasn't a, i mean i guess maybe they were trying to make jokes in how ridiculous it all was but like you know there's this one scene where like you know they're trying to like get the criminal and then he runs over sherlock holmes and then he goes into a hospital and it's like okay <laughs> why? sure why 
Well, oh, they had to make one more joke at the end about him needing uh, Watson to help him pee. But uh, oh yeah, I guess that's true. But okay. like, but also yeah, like when they when he first gets his car, he like you know Sherlock Holmes's car doesn't work, and it's being like oh Sherlock Holmes is so eccentric, he doesn't know what to do. But then Watson drives up and says, "I fixed your car for you," but it's like implying that he somehow left his keys in the car, and. Also, that Watson decided to steal his car, but then drive it up to like there's just all this stuff that just doesn't make any sense. And it was not well directed. Yeah, no. like things Very did not flow. Directed. Things did not flow nicely into scene after scene or whatever. So that did not help either. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was bad. But yeah, it just again. <laughs> feel feel like they could have made something pretty uh pretty entertaining out of this, and yeah. they just uh blew it again here so all right um i think most of the stuff we're going to talk about from here on is at least pretty good yeah, yeah. i would say so i think these so are let's the, let's move into some more positive territory the supposed cream of the crop of this season yes and uh let's talk about stars align mm-hmm. uh, i enjoyed this part I, of it yeah yeah i think we had at least we had reasonable expectations. I didn't for this, know. I, I had think, no idea what this was uh, going me in. Me neither. Yeah. Soft tennis. Is the, um, like just made me think of that, that one show where that's not about soft tennis at all. I forget what it's called. <laughs> yeah. There's been, there's been a few, there's literally one called soft tennis, I think. And then there's that, I think you're talking about like, like TQ or yeah, something. Yeah. TQ. Like that, that's but, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, this is a it's a it's a sports anime that is kind of focused more on like kind of grounded reality. So there's no snake shots here. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the like the the writing and the acting is pretty good. Uh, there's a level of realism to the characters and their situations that. I think is uh, a step above your typical high school anime stuff. Um, there are characters dealing with some serious problems, which I think we'll talk about uh, more in a minute, but uh, overall I, I really liked it. Um, I think the way they're integrating the sports into it is, is seems to be pretty good so far. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. I, I, I want to get your guys kind of impressions first before I get more into the ending. But uh, what did you guys think? Nah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, like it's giving me a bit more of like it. Like, you know, we were talking about whether or not this would be, you know, whether or not we could rate this among ping pong level anime. And I don't think we're quite there yet, but I, I can see uh, where yes. yeah, I could see where it at least has the potential to be a good show. And I yeah, like there's a little bit too much shown, I think, at the end in the thing that you're talking about. But, you know, sometimes you have to show, you know, play your hand in order to get the audience hooked. So I generally think that the characters are well written, that, yeah, everything was paced pretty well. And I, I generally liked the story. Uh, G, you want to go? Oh, sure. OK. Um, I was not as sold on it, maybe as the rest of you guys, at least initially. Um, I think that, uh, I personally think that I think maybe some people are, are overrating this show a bit because 
if I'm being frank, I think just the these some of these people who are who are rating it so highly just have not watched a lot of other sports anime. Um, but because I, th- I think I think on some level, a lot of what um, Stars Align is doing is actually like fairly within expectation of other sports stories. The the way I would like like I guess the the thing I hear a lot is oh like sports uh, Stars Align is like. Oh, this is a this is a sports anime about real people with real problems. But I think, as Marlon kind of alluded to before with ping pong, I think good sports anime have always been about the people, right? Like, it, obviously, you have your like your Prince of Tennises and your your very like over the top um, sports, you know, anime. They're very focused on the sports. I'm sorry, Marlon, I interrupted you. Well, it's just it is interesting. I find that like the motivation is much lower than your normal sports anime. Like, they just need to win a game. Right, but... And, like, so it's it, it'll be interesting at the very least to see where they get motivation to actually, like, compete, or if they ever get the motivation to compete, because they have right. these ulterior motives that don't and, really yeah, contribute and, to that. And so far, I would actually say that is probably the thing that is keeping me invested in Stars Aligned, is that I think the motivations of the characters are actually what make this stand out. Because I'd say that a lot of the other stuff about Stars Align, of like the failing club, the scrappy captain, you know, the 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 reluctant ace protagonist, a lot of these things, you know, like a lot of these things are actually pretty common to sports anime. But it's the motivation and the lengths that these characters are willing to go to that I think make it more interesting, right? It's the the captain literally paying the protagonist to join the team, you know, the right. protagonist joining. Uh, by what looks so far to be out of purely financial motivation because of things we see at the end of this episode. I think those are the things that make it interesting. But I think that the sports anime parts of it have not really impressed me yet in the way that like, I think with like the first episode of Ping Pong, we immediately realize, oh, this is both going to be a very good sports anime, but also a very good character piece. Whereas with Stars Align, I'm interested in the characters, but I don't think the sports part is actually doing that great of a job of of drawing me in. So I, I would just throw this out there. You know, when, when, when you get people saying, oh, it's a sports anime, but focused on human drama or whatever, I, yeah, I would not say that that's a new thing, but would you say that's more of an exception than the rule uh, when you compare to like... I mean, you're t- we're we're referencing ping pong, which was like five years ago. I know, like, yeah. I think big wind up came up in discussion. So that was like what, like ten years ago? Like, <laughs> yes. is this a thing we're only going to get like once every five years in between I, like all the other generic ads? Like, I mean, even this season, was, we had like uh, that, that generic uh, basketball show that we didn't even bother covering. I, there, I actually there was, didn't there watch an episode Batman of that. One. So, uh, what was it called again? Hanabato? Yeah, there was yeah. Hanabato. I don't that, that I don't know where I would <laughs> put that for a lot of other reasons. I, I don't know where I would put that on the spectrum same level, but I think it's got the same yeah. like you know. I, yeah, had a good. I, I, I think those are less common yeah. than the, the snake shot. Uh, yes. Either the snake shot shows right. or the uh, or the uh, the uh, the cute boy bait shows. <laughs> right. I, I would agree, uh, Jill. I, I agree with your premise. I, I would definitely say that these shows are uncommon. But I think I would still argue that at the core of most good sports anime is that you have to care about the characters because if you just care about like the presentation of good sports, like you could just go like 
you could go watch real sports essentially, right? Like, sure. But or hell, even as people as you know, as like some of you guys here who do watch real sports can attest, why do you like watching sports? You know, why do you root for a certain team, right? There isn't there is an investment in it, and. Mm-hmm. So even if even when the characters are not as well developed as like what Stars Line seems to be angling for, you don't care about I hope X team is going to win the game. You say I hope these characters who have all endured like various struggles, some personal, some related to the sport and some entirely unrelated to the sport. I hope these characters whose struggles I have witnessed, I hope they win the game. I mean, and, I feel yeah. like Stars Line is doing that so far in the first episode. Yeah, and I think yes, that's, yes. that's going to tie into the next part I want to get into, which is the ending, because I do think the ending, for better or worse, is not something that we see a lot of, uh, which I'll throw up the spoiler flag here because I want to get into the actual details of it. But the the final sequence of the episode is uh, basically the main characters, you know, who we've seen living alone with his mother uh, his father shows up and basically beats him, um, and it's very much on screen. Uh, yeah, it's it's there's yeah, and it's it's kind of difficult to watch, uh, to be honest. And I ha- I'm not going to say at this point whether or not this was a good or bad decision because I think what they do with it from here is going to kind of determine whether it was worth being this explicit with the, um, with what's happening. Uh, you're basically, they're opening up, opening up a box here that, uh, they better be prepared to follow up with because I swear to God, if they try to like rehab his dad or something or whatever, which I very think, well could happen. Uh, uh it doesn't seem know, like that kind of anime. It doesn't yeah, but we've seen. I mean, I've seen that happen in other anime, though. Like you, even with even like say Hanebado, which like uh, is a much a much less graphic example, but right? But still yeah. attempted to rehabilitate maybe the worst mob of twenty eighteen. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But, but like so, like, like when shows do that, it's usually you usually can also tell that like they're angling in that th- direction, right? That they're ang- they're coming from angle of they care but can't show it properly or something. Whereas, whereas this dude this, this is, is like, like right. Up. This is this is showing this picking this guy as nothing more like nothing. I mean, better this, than an abuser. Totally yeah. worse. This, the worst. This you know? dude is like. I mean, I, I I you know it was really hard to watch. I will agree with you guys there, but I could not help but like laugh internally to myself a bit because this dude is so fucking like such a fucking piece of shit he's almost like a villain out of a yakuza yeah, story yeah like it's, it's a little cartoonish design and everything i know yeah. no i'm not denying that like there are real people that are abusive like this but it is such a harsh shift in tone right. and not to say that wasn't expected right like i think the thing that this episode like despite my earlier criticisms i think the thing it does do well is it lays down a pretty initially subtle groundwork that things are not as friendly as they seem, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah, right you, off the you bat, can feel it. You can feel it bubbling underneath. Yeah, like yeah, like on. right off the bat, you know, there's the case that like the main character and you know his mom. It's just the main character and his mom, right? A single mother, mm-hmm. and like so, you already begin to ask: Is the dad deceased? Is he gone? What happened here, right? And right. then. You know, you have the captain who kind of spells out the backstory of, oh, no, they're divorced, which I don't know how common divorce rates are in Japan, but like considering, let's be real, how patriarchal of a society Japan is, I imagine that 
to even get a divorce to go through and for the mom to end up the winner, I bet the dad has to do some pretty ratchet shit for a Japanese court to side with the woman. And then you also have the captain himself, right? Like, his family life seems contentious. Yeah, like, you know, they don't explain... They didn't really explain what was up with that right now, right? Right, like but I, and I don't think they need to yet, but they're already kind of laying the groundwork. They're like, okay, his his relationship with his brother seems okay, but there's something going on between him and his mother that... Like, is that his stepmom or something like that? Yeah, like, and it's like, what is, like... And it seems like it's a one-way th- thing, right? Like, it doesn't seem like the captain is aware of it, but the mom is like, there is something she apparently deeply detests about her younger son, and... What does that say about either her or the captain, right? Like, right. And and like, what does it say about the captain's mindset that he's literally willing to pay a dude four hundred bucks to right. to save his like tennis? He, club. Lo- like, he lives a lot of, in a you know separate house, a pretty yeah, as opposed to like yeah. the eleventh floor of a tenement. Yeah, and so there's already like some. Again, I think those like I think. I think the sports part would have to really pick it up to impress me here because otherwise I think what they're doing better here is definitely the the character mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that the abuse scene that comes at the end is a harsh twist, but like not entirely unexpected because of the groundwork they lay in the first like 15 minutes. Right. Um, yeah. And like, I think they can make something good out of this. And I, I'd be, it's, I think it's always good to bring attention to like real issues and not just like kind of gloss over, you know, or, you know, present people with all these perfect lives and everything, which we often see in, you know, in, an, in school anime stories. But if you're going to go there and go there that hard, uh, you better know what you're doing. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's walking a tightrope. It's walking a very delicate tightrope, and I think we all wanted to pull it off, but I think it definitely is still a thing that I, remains uh, to be seen. Yeah, yeah, it's too too early to too early to say one way or the other. I'm just something to yeah. keep an eye on moving forward. So for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, because we actually just mentioned it, I, I'll keep this to a minute. Uh, I did watch the first episode of the other fucking anime this season with the word Sora in it. Um, Ahiru that, no Sora. That's or, the basketball uh, one I was talking that's about. That's the basketball one, yes. So I mainly only watched it because it has... Um, the pillows opening. The pillows, right. yes. The pillows <laughs> do the opening. And I was like, well, I guess I have to watch this. <laughs> and it's fine. I mean, if you want to talk about like what sports anime often is 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 more more often it, it is usually along these lines where it is fine it is kind of generic i'd say that for better or worse probably its greatest sin is just that the delinquents getting dragged into like playing a sport seriously is like a fairly common subplot like right, mm-hmm. right. like i don't want to go into full like history of the sports anime genre here but like between the like from from the eighties until like the early two thousands, you'd almost could almost argue the delinquents genre and the sports genre were almost maybe one in the same <laughs> for a while right. because like for some reason people just really loved reading stories about like down on their luck down on their luck like punks and delinquents like fighting getting a purpose yeah fighting right. a purpose and that purpose usually being sports sport. yeah. And like I mean the 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 granddaddy of this of course is is Slam Dunk. Like Slam Dunk is all about a like fucking shitty ass like punk deciding to play basketball and 
kind of similar to like hell in a weird way similar to uh stars aligned where i said like reluctant protagonist or protagonist who is joining for all the wrong reasons right like in mm-hmm. slam dunk the protagonist joins because the basketball team manager is a hot chick and that's literally the reason he joins the basketball team <laughs> so, before like learning to love it genuinely <laughs> between uh of like two main sports anime this season between a hero nosora and stars align which should people watch oh oh um <laughs> what people should watch say- is go to crunchyroll where ping pong is still there and just watch yes <laughs> yes i what i was actually good yes marlin beat me to the bit uh, you should all watch Masaki Yuasa's uh, 2000, what, 13, 14, darling. 14. Uh, yes, uh, Ping Pong, which is still kind of holds, I think, the title for best sports anime of the decade. But uh, of the two of these, I mean, I'm going to be real. Uh, Hiro no Sora is a lot more generic. It is a lot more by the book. The The characters in it are, they're likable enough. Like, they're, you know, I, I can already see where they're going with this. I think the thing is just that it is, it is much more well-worn territory. So to keep my attention, it's going to have to do like, it is, it is going to have to do that stuff much more impressively. Whereas with stars align, I think that the sports, again, the sports part of it is not that well done so far anyway, but the character stuff is interesting. You know, I guess, I guess the reason for my criticisms against it is just, I don't want people to get the idea that stars align is well, like, but like at some point that's a, is walking at, like at some point that's like a problem with, Fairweather sports fans, as opposed to a problem with the show, right? Right, right. I don't mm. want to imply that like it's mostly the show's fault. It's probably more just an issue of the discourse, acting like Stars Align is walking on untrodden ground. But uh, but what I would say that there? like <laughs> yes, yes, Fairweather fans acting like the flavor of the month is like revolutionary is nothing new. But um, but yes, I would say overall, I would still admit that I think Stars Align is probably the more interesting of the two, just because it is definitely doing something uh, less common in the genre. Right. But uh, damn, that opening, that Pillows opening is a real banger. So. I'll have to, I'll have to look up the opening. I'm not watching the show, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At least I'm check surprised. out the opening. I'm surprised this, the Pillows are still doing anime in 2019. But uh, yeah. anyway... Um, Let's move along to the the latest in Amazon's. You know, please watch us because we Amazon's, only get uh, violence. Yeah, Amazon Slayer or the Amazon Violence Seinen Corner. <laughs> yeah, uh, so let's talk about Blade of the Immortal. Sure, uh-huh. uh, which Iron G you watched, right? Yes, how, and I, how, I, I how did that episode too. Okay, just episode reason. two. This, this is a this is <laughs> a, this Joe, is a series. Just episode two. Yeah. Wait. Everyone was crapping on episode one. You don't get to fucking complain to me. The story makes no sense if you only watch episode two. You should have watched episode one, my guy. Like, it's not a good first episode, but... I don't think my stuff was, like, strictly... I don't get it. And I'm like, I don't understand why you don't get it. No, no, no. It's not like I didn't get anything about the characters. Right, like when I saw you talking to the chat, like I don't really get what's going on. I was like, I don't understand where Marlon's coming from. But if you didn't even watch the, well, when you told me there was stuff in that episode that wasn't even like in the previous episode, so like I, I got enough context from reading all the stuff you guys wrote down. I'm losing it over here. I I can't believe this. All right, let's uh let's let's rein it in here and uh, focus on. Let's focus on like uh. 
what how they actually pulled this off because this is a older series that has uh, gotten it is something uh, yes it is before and yes. yeah. Uh, Blade of the Immortal is definitely considered something of a seinen classic, and uh, this adaptation was, you know, like Vinland Saga, that is also still continuing this season, um, was kind of up against some pretty high expectations. And I think the general consensus that we got was like, the first episode is honestly kind of shaky, um, and I think a lot of this is that the first episode feels weirdly disjointed, like scenes kind of happen where you feel like there should have been an extra scene in between, to like give it more context. And I think the other thing is that like I myself had to remember how fucking crazy Blade <laughs> of the Immortal like actually gets. Like I forgot. Like for those of you who aren't familiar with the premise, basically it's about a an immortal swordsman named Manji who uh, essentially cannot die. He he's got basically Wolverine powers. He can like regenerate and um he has to kill I think it's like a thousand evil men to make up for like the crimes he's committed. In, in his life and he teams up with this young girl this young woman who is trying to assa- to take out the like 104 bad sword guys who like killed her father <laughs> right and uh manji gets dragged along for the ride and so you kind of begin to already be like oh okay i see where this is going mm-hmm. and i think the problem is that like the first episode of blade of the immortal maybe takes itself a bit too seriously like Considering how fucking like, wacky like some of these assassins like grim get. and violent and you know all that, all that yeah, thing. yeah. And and then the second episode happens, and <laughs> even at the end of the first episode, you get the the motherfuckers grafted women's heads onto his shoulders. What? Right? <laughs> yes. See, you hey! should watch the first episode. <laughs> Okay, okay, I guess yeah. I would, but, uh, yeah so, so the idea is that all uh, the idea is that all of these assassins are like all these like mega sword bad sword dudes are like hella fucked up in their own unique way, and like the idea is that it, it quickly becomes like a very like not wacky because it is still a pretty it is still a pretty grim violent show, but like the second episode gets a lot more self aware about it. Like so, so what are you telling me? This is this is like uh, Sengoku era Kamui golden kamui <laughs> i would not I, I don't it does not get as light as golden kamui like golden kamui is it's pretty friggin violent though <laughs> yes but it is also pretty funny okay, i'd say yeah. i'd say if like golden kamui is like you know like 60 40 violence to comedy then blade of the immortal is more like 80 20 violence to comedy okay. like it is self-aware about how goofy some of these villains are but it is still mostly focused on you know, blah blah blah. The violence, samurais, the futility of revenge, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Y'all know the score, right? But um, we start getting to like the monster of the week format of what yeah. weirdo samurai is gonna try and kill them this time, right? And like, just kind of how how funny and kind of how messed up it is that like actually the majority of Manji's kills so far have not been because he is a superior swordsman in any regard, but just because the people he is fighting don't know he's immortal, right. so he could just punk them by playing dead and then <laughs> getting them from behind. Yeah, I did notice is, that in the second episode. It's a pretty good subversion, I guess. Like, you'd expect, oh, this immortal dude must be a master swordsman. And, like, he's not Turns bad, not, but it's not, not dying like... dying is a good way to outlast somebody. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> But, right. uh, but yeah, it's not, I would so, not call I mean, it a, it's like super good, um, but 
I enjoyed on a, what I saw broadly. I, I, I guess like on a scale of uh, zero to Ninja Scroll, how like nineties are we talking here? This <laughs> oh, is like, if we're talking about the, the original manga, that's like maybe only one point below Ninja Scroll. <laughs> uh, but I mean, as far as like, does this feel like? It's, does it feel so, old? Did it not age well it for 2019? <laughs> Sometimes it's like, all right, yeah. Yeah, I it's it's, it's definitely the aforementioned guy who grafted women's heads onto his shoulders because he loved them yeah. and wants to be with them forever. It's 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 pretty nineties, yeah. Like if you know what we're talking about, and I say nineties night, I mean nineties manga, and people will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> it's like hyper violent in. Uh, I'm surprised it's on Netflix and they're trying to sell it as the hot. Well, this, like like I, I mean, said before, Amazon's this is kind of Amazon. Yeah. yeah. This is like Amazon's thing where they they said they're they're gonna try to get this like mm-hmm. you know dark edgy for adults only sci- that sci fi anime uh-huh. or sci fi channel anime commercial uh, yes not for kids uh, anime yeah. so yes. that's what they're that's what they're doing if, well, if, if you're currently if you're currently airing series are uh, Blade of the Immortal and Vinland Saga that's a lot yes. of uh, a lot of like, people dying yes like all all amazon really needs now to complete the trifecta is to like green light a remake of helsing and you know it will be complete maximum blood on screen yes uh okay well well uh are you guys gonna you guys gonna keep watching that one or a couple for now i'd say yeah yeah like if it were just the first episode i think we would have dropped it but the second episode right they dropped managed to simultaneously Yes, yes. If it had only and, been episode uh, I, one by itself, we would not have watched episode two, I think. No, definitely not. So he, for once, I think Amazon's choice to release a batch actually worked out in their favor. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, let's move along to uh, two of our most hyped shows <laughs> from previous episodes here. <laughs> and let's, let's talk about No Guns Life. Sure. I did. I wanted to watch this, but ran out of time. So you guys are going to have to what carry you, me on this one. What do you think about this one, Marlon? Oh, I it? really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, like it, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, I'm my thoughts are now a little colored by reading that uh, Kojima article, but I, I really do. <laughs> it, it really is a very hard boiled story. I, I like the characters <laughs> so far. I mean, I'm a little put off by how. Man, like, speaking of, speaking of that article, is, like, take, but... yeah, like take a fucking drink every time Kojima says the word "hard boiled" in that article. <laughs> like, goddamn. <laughs> yes. yes, but yes, continue. Um, yeah, you know, like it's it's very much a traditional like noir story that I, I you know it has this veneer of the sci-fi element that gives it a little bit of uh you know. It's very anime in that way. You know, the guy has a revolver for a head. So yes, <laughs> it's it's yes. got a very striking art style that I can get behind. Um, I really enjoyed it for the most part. Like, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of, like, Captain Underboob that showed up halfway through the episode. Oh, and, like, yeah. Yeah, the fan service is a bit. Uh... <laughs> and the, yeah, the opening seems to show that that's not going to end anytime soon. So, uh, Seinen is a genre of many... <laughs> Uh, many traits. <laughs> I'm not going to try to defend it. You're right, but I was. In, I, I will say. Oh, sorry, Euro. Go ahead. I was enjoying it for some of the same reasons we were enjoying Copcraft last season, and that 
Yeah. Where, like, we will pile on the genre cliches of <laughs> yeah, hardboiled, really. like, noir detective man, but also, like, he's a real fucking robot dude with a gun head. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. Like, that we carries will, a We lot. will include like... the silly, at, like, <laughs> we will play these things so straight that the juxtaposition of those with everything else becomes silly. Yeah. Like, I think that's the way to put yeah. it, yes. Is that No Gun's Life is, I mean, I think we, we've said it, it is this season's like popcorn anime. You know, it is, it's kind of big, dumb fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the kind of show where you can predict what the characters are about to say right before they say it. It's, it's a show where the man has a revolver for a head and his official title is Resolver. Uh-huh. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's dumb as hell, but it's, it's, it's a lot, it's, it's really enjoyable. I think, um, Punch the Train, it, Cool. Yeah, yeah, he punched a train with his gun fist uh, that he has in addition to his gun head. <laughs> um, it's I, it, the I, thing is that I've never actually known if Known Gun's life is self aware. Like I've never read an interview with the author himself. <laughs> I have no clue if he's actually aware of how fucking silly this all is. But I, for us and our enjoyment of the series, it feels like the show is aware of how ridiculous it is. I mean, you would think so because he of wouldn't like go the... TV for two seconds, right? Didn't, right. That's yeah, exactly what I, I think was that's a good say, way to put it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I think the author understands that like. Look, yes, it is a hard-boiled detective, like, pulp story, but also the man has a gun for a head. Like, don't sweat the details too much. Right. Man. Gee, how gee, how do you feel about the anime adaptation, like, the quality compared to the, the, the source, the manga? I I think so far it's uh, it's acceptable. I think it's all... I, I, no, that's, that's being unfair. It's pretty decent. I think that... Uh, so far, they've done a pretty good job of kind of capturing the vibe of No Gun's Life. You know, that very, like, smoky, noir uh, feel to it. Uh, I think that, as often is the case, it's never going to be able to quite emulate the manga because the manga just uses these huge splashes of black to kind of, you know, uh, 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 d- denote the tone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the things you can do in black and white, with black and white art that you can't quite do with, like, you know, motion animation. But uh, yeah, I think we talked a lot about that when we were talking about like Promise Neverland, right? Yeah, like, kind of a similar the, uh, case. The uh, it's and it seems like they're trying to emulate that. Tra- like I've seen the trailers and stuff, like to a certain right. degree, like the, the they've gone for the proper black. like noir color palette stuff. Yeah, right. To the best they can in animated form. Right? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And this, the soundtrack is very Kenji Kawai. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yes yes like there are parts where you, you hear those trumpets or whatever or those right. strings going and you're like oh this is some kenji Kawai shit right here mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably appropriate for the setting right but all right so i i, I might actually check that out at some point once sure the, yeah, uh, I, I would I say yeah i would say don't go in with like too high expectations like this is not a show that's gonna like be revelatory to you in any way it's mm-hmm. very I mean, by the book but if we're, ta- if we're talking about shows where you can predict the dialogue am i going to enjoy this more than i did uh, megalobox <laughs> Ooh, that's that's a hard call honestly if you didn't like megalobox i feel like i think he'd still like it, this because it's different sure I, sure I, I would still say it, all, it is also kind of built of a similar like me- not megalobox mold, but... was not as overtly goofy i think right that's a good way to put it yes that's true i mean that that fucking 
that booby assassin <laughs> attacks our hero with a fucking double barreled revolver. Yeah, that was like, pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's like she's all she's she's masquerading as a nun, and so of right. course, like, whips off her nun habit to reveal her like leather jacket that's half zipped to reveal her like right, yes. bra and cyberpunk old, boob assassin her double barreled right. revolver. <laughs> yeah. To, yes, I mean also it is the kind of show where like five foot long bullets or if you look at yes, those bullet yes. holes <laughs> it's it's the kind of show where the main character takes out an unlit sig while he's hiding behind cover from the assassin and sticks it out and she shoots the the, the cigarette that lights it for him <laughs> okay you know, can, it's, can, it's that right. kind of show <laughs> i can kind of get behind that <laughs> all right so let's uh let's close things out with what i think several of us are thinking is the best show so far uh and let's talk about uh, Beastars. Yeah. Hell That's yeah. Surprisingly so. If if you don't mind me going first, because I, I feel like I have zero history with this whatsoever. I have like no, uh, like I've never seen the manga or anything like that. Yeah, go I, for I, it. I didn't even know it was out until we talked about it last time. Um, I was extremely impressed on a lot of different levels with this, uh, with the first episode. Um, the just the story by by itself before we even get into the like the art and animation and everything uh was very interesting uh the characters are really interesting the main the main character Lugosi is very interesting yeah. i am very intrigued by it all uh and then we get to the uh the look of it i feel like this is like it's, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to make any proclamations right now, but I, I think there's a chance by the time this is done, this is going to be like sort of a groundbreaking thing for TV anime, like as far as using CG in TV anime. Like I can't think of any examples that look like this and are directed in a way to take advantage of the CG like I have this. And um, wondering if part of the reason why it works so well is that they're they're not human so inherently they're like mouth movements they don't there's less yeah, of an there's uncanny, less of an uncanny value, value yeah. there as there would be yeah. in a, a 3d production with humans but i will say there, any, anytime i see their hands and it's human hands i'm like a, I'm a little <laughs> bit like hey, mm. <laughs> you're gonna have to get used there's, to that there's, I'm yeah. yeah there's i think that's a factor but i feel like even just the way that it's um directed and some of like the the choices yeah. they make uh, visually to uh, yeah. that, that make it feel like more than just uh, I, I feel like most CG anime when I'm watching it feels like a, a video game cutscene where it's just like trying to convey what's happening to you without any thought of making it like artistically mm-hmm. interesting or anything uh, and it's and like like right off the bat, like in the first couple of minutes when they do the bit where uh, with the, the murders happening and like they cut to dark and like right. it's all outlined. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, with, with yeah. Blood splatter and stuff like that. Like or like later on, um, when uh, I think I think Haru's like recounting things that happened to her throughout the day and it's like splashed up on. Was it? I don't yeah. know. It's like splashed up on the bricks. Yeah. Like, like there's actually thought. It's kind of like I mean, not even close to the same degree, but. If you know, if if uh, into the Spider Verse is the gold standard of how to do three D, you know, CG anime. Part of the the reason for that is like is they're they're putting more thought into just how can we convey what's happening yeah. in the scene to people and make it like a you know 
and an artistic experience. I was very impressed with uh, with all of that. Um, yeah, like I, I um, but uh, yeah, like in the same vein, uh, there's the one scene with I think it was like a weasel or something, like that, or the guy who wants the part, and it's like you know he's getting berated by Lewis, and then it yeah. cuts to his eyes. And I thought that that was just a really nice thing of like because it it really focuses your emotion or it, into his emotion because like. You can already tell he's pissed off, and then like you know, obviously the eyes show it the most, and that's why they focus on it. And yeah, totally, totally. It's it's really interesting how they are leveraging, because I could get real into the weeds about like some of the like interesting art direction choices they've made with B stars. Like, I will be honest, I think some of it works for the better, some of it works for the worse. Like, there's a couple of scenes that are recontextualized in the anime that. I think don't quite work out compared to the manga, but I would say overall, I think it's really like, there's a real directorial flair to like the way B stars is being shot that I think is super interesting. It'll be interesting to see too, like how much the animal personalities come into play. Cause I found it like interesting how, you know, Lugosi and Haru seem to be subversions of their animal. You know, like Lugosi is very uh, meek, and you know he's a wolf so he's supposed to be like ferocious whereas haru is very outspoken as a rabbit and rabbits are supposed to be really you know sheepish or you know not sheepish that's that's sheep <laughs> but you know like really like really shy different animal <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then yeah, yeah, I, yes i do understand right, right. Literally sheep, right? but like but, uh... but then you have like lewis <laughs> where you would totally think of a stag when you think of some kind of like pompous yeah i mean like, yeah jerk you you kind of already nailed uh, Marlon. You kind of already nailed what is perhaps you know the beginning of what makes B stars interesting, right? Is the the like I said the contentious relationship between the three, right? Lugosi and Haru, who kind of occupy the opposite stereotypes of their expected species, with Lewis at least so far seemingly being the paragon of what his uh, what his kind is meant to be, right? Like you see it early on with like Lewis's like his pride, his arrogance, his very outright blatant racism yeah, towards yeah. carnivores like <laughs> you know there are there are interesting elements to be at play already and i think that the first episode does a pretty good job of establishing those parameters right um ira what did you think yeah i uh, enjoyed it a lot um I know, like, G, you keep saying, like, this doesn't good, like, this isn't as good compared to how the manga does it. Um, but, uh... With no, uh... Right, with, reference. like, without frame of reference, I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Uh, you s- uh, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm glad to hear that, for sure. You know, it's... I think it's just, like, there were some minor things that did bother me a bit, like, Lugosi's, like, Lugosi getting this the scent of Haru and like activating his like ultra instincts or whatever is I, I a, was little a little goofy to me compared to like how it's done right, but in like, the manga. I feel like lately <laughs> we've been complaining about adaptations that are so boringly one to one pan panel yes, to yes. line exactly the fucking same and it doesn't work. Right. You know, right. so hearing you say like it's almost to me. It's almost like, oh, that's good when you tell me, oh, this isn't like the manga. I like. I almost want to. I, <laughs> I almost I guess, feel like, oh, that means they're actually adapting yes. this thing and putting thought You're into right. it. You are correct. I, I will admit, I definitely cover from, from that background of like, I will inevitably have to hold this to the standard of the manga because you know I read it and 
I, I guess the thing is my concern goes beyond just like artistic ones into some like slight narrative ones. Like for example, like a non-spoilery example is um, when Lewis lays the flowers at at uh, kind of Thames um, memorial 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 right like you see he's doing it while he's kind of, he's walking there and he's being like you know you know eagerly gossiped about by the girls around him right whereas in the original manga um it's actually just him and lugosi the idea is that lewis went there alone and the way i guess i'm trying to frame that is like yes lewis does a lot of things for show because it is who he is as a person as a deer like he does a lot of things for like for show to 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 publicly display his like his sense of superiority and place in the world but him laying flowers at Thames Memorial is actually a deeply personal thing that he does even though nobody is watching you know kind of the trope of like who you are in the dark the idea is that despite Lewis's like veneer of arrogance and contempt for everyone around him right it's not he actually show, though like he's the type right of he is right yeah and, I, and then yeah. and then you you got to look at it from the other side of the anime it has the reality of dealing with you know this is the first time we're seeing this character and we have to right yeah. so they are forced to include those characters to talk about right. oh this is who lewis so is. this is a kind of trade off manga... you have to make in yes adapting, yes but it's just a, it's well it's for better or worse like i you know again <laughs> this is just me obsessing over very tiny details but in the anime it's almost portrayed more as oh he's doing this as a performative thing whereas in the manga that it is a it, it right. is a sincere act right do we have any idea how how many episodes this is gonna be because the anime uh, the, the, the manga is still ongoing right right are there like good spots um, where they could cut it off or there are, there are, there are some. Uh, assuming, I am assuming it's going to go two cores, so twenty six episodes. I hope so. Anyway, I've um, seen some like in like casting, like we, you know, in the ANN articles that are like we cast these people. Like there's a panda looking <laughs> motherfucker. Yes, yeah. So the pa- I mean, the panda was definitely going to show up okay. even if there was only thirteen episodes. I will have to take a closer look at those castings to see. But um, yes, there is definitely a big a big, big climax that happens like that. I could see them fitting within 26 episodes. Okay. So I assume many, that's what many, they'll like, shoot for. I mean, maybe you haven't looked at this closely, but like how many chapters was the first episode? Was it just one chapter? Like it was two, okay. I believe uh, two, two and a half. Like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, like two. Yeah. So at that pace, We'll see. I, right. don't, I don't remember the exact like places yeah, in the plot yeah. off the top of my head. I kind of remember the big yeah, moments, but uh, yes, there is a big. There's like, oh man, that fucking story goes some fucking places, <laughs> y'all. Y'all don't. I could, I could, I could post yeah, it. I could post an out of context panel no, in the chat right now, and y'all would fucking not even begin to understand yeah, what is. Let's, let's just leave that. Let's just leave that. But uh, uh, but yeah, no, no, don't worry. There are definitely places they can end this. Um, yeah, I, you know, I talked about in the beginning how like <laughs> I'm hoping by the end of this, you know, we'll be able to look back at this as like a you know a, a groundbreaking shift for uh, CG and TV anime. And my on the flip side of that, my biggest fear is this is just going to die with no one watching it because it's on Netflix. Um, and Did it you doesn't. See that the tweet from the manga cop, she's like, was this upset or surprised that not showing outside of japan right uh-huh yeah and which i mean not, not only does it have that working against it but it doesn't look like an anime at first gla- glance so like 
I don't know if stream audiences it, that might be a plus. Yeah, well, that that might be true, but we, the the people who are watching anime on Netflix, whoever they are, right? Uh, you know, I mean, they're not they're going to look at this and maybe not even give it a second thought, right? Yeah, my fears, of course, is that you're going to have your mainstream audiences see this thing on Netflix, and no, they're going to be like, friends, "Oh, what is this? It's the Zoot- knockoff Zootopia." Right. Right, what is this Zootopia? The off, right? of Zootopia. Like, that would be the ele- that would be which, the elevator pitch if uh, Funimation got yeah. it. But uh, yes, and I mean, I, I do understand why people would make those immediate comparisons. Yeah, there, there like, are right there are know, the similarities and parallel drawn. I I do hope people give B stars a chance because I think they'll watch if they watch the first episode and assuming the the rest of the season lives up to the quality of this one, this first episode, and like. I think people will quickly realize that that B stars is is definitely trying something I think pretty different from from other examples of the animal people. Right. Uh, like even if you're comparing it to <laughs> Zootopia, like the, the even just the setting of this, like how they chose to go for like almost like a you know early show up boarding school. Yeah, like you know early early to mid 1900s type of uh, you know setting or whatever um however that correlates in the animal world here or whatever versus you know (laughs) uh makes it you know that much more interesting and unique feeling but um yeah i am looking forward to seeing more on that and hopefully netflix doesn't ruin this one like many of the (laughs) projects thanks Thanks, netflix Netflix. (sighs) all right so i think uh that's pretty much going to do it. Do you guys want to give a quick shout out to DNT? Absolutely. Uh, I will always take the opportunity. Okay, so we're talking about the the Legend of Galactic Heroes, uh, whatever, however you actually say the that Dinoyeteze. Something like I'm gonna that. keep. I'm gonna. Sure. I'm gonna keep trying and probably keep getting it wrong, but I'm gonna keep trying. I know you guys are talking. The biggest reason I will to keep have saying DNT. <laughs> Just to have them pronounce. I, I know you guys have talked a little bit about it. You guys have talked a little bit about it on your podcast, The Legend of uh, the Glorio Heroes, but it is airing this season, so it is relevant to mention. Right, season two of DNT, which is core, kind of correspond. They're pretty. They're rough pace parody with uh, the, the OVA, I'd say. So no like, space Caligula, yeah, right? they've actually been doing a pretty good job of that so far. I said, except no space Caligula. Uh, alas, no. No, I guess not. Yeah, no, and not and a lot less axe murder so far. It, it sounds like they, it, like they cut it. Again, my problem with DNT is they cut out the fun stuff. But uh, <laughs> I, I mean, that's one way you can certainly uh, put it. I think the, they evened out some of the val- some of the the valleys of the show, but I think that also means some of the peaks were evened mm-hmm. out. Yeah, like I think the way to put it is that I think if. If the original Legend of Galactic Heroes is very much steeped in space opera, like, like the way I would put it is that the original Legend of Galactic Heroes OVA is operating, like, the universe in that version is operating on the Empire's rules, and the FPA is along for the ride. Whereas, I'd say D&T maybe feels a little bit closer to, like, this version of the world, the galaxy is operating on the FPA's like narrative rules, and the Empire is the one getting dragged along. Because y- you could describe it as drier, but I think in some ways it also feels a little bit more. Well, that would be the effect of cutting out all the fun Empire stuff right, like in the eighty in the eighties. It it plays a little better at the time to have these power armored guys like axe murdering fools <laughs> and shit like that. Um, 
I think, you know, or I, like I think their choice on the power armor is even more ridiculous personally, <laughs> but uh Oh, I don't know. I mean, yes, I mean, I don't know if we can use that you're as right, defense because right. it looks like we're gonna get <laughs> it looks like we're gonna get a fucking mech battle soon. Looking forward to that. Is like the 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 like tonal sensibility of the show is yes, yes, is more. Right. It's I closer think, to like a thriller, political thriller. Right. Than I think I would opera. I would lean less on the the power armor stuff and more on the you know the space Caligula not being there or not being the same. Can complain uh, that Bucock and Fisher look identical. Um, oh, really? Yes, they look way too similar. It's a big problem. They both just look like old white dudes okay. with mustaches. Like at least in the original, you could tell them apart because Bucock was a right. little fatter. But yeah, and also, like I, I still just uh, can't yeah, get I mean, behind I think, Castle News design. It just doesn't look right. Yeah, it's a it's definitely the worst redesign I think of. Point the is, like DNT is there uh, is back, and uh, since that's where G and I started on the franchise, basically, you know, it's like it's it's yeah, it's kind of nice to go back, and it's kind of nice to go back to stuff from season one of the OVA with like yeah, have having watched ninety episodes of the OVA, like now you know what's gonna we, happen. Okay, we have that knowledge now of watching dnt and so it's interesting to say yeah yeah i I would definitely say that i think we are still like interested in dnt because yes you could argue it's an inferior like presentation of those events but it's still legend of the galactic heroes it is still that story it is still those characters right it is still yang wen lee dropping platitudes about fucking society and human nature and the inevitability of violence in our world and all that stuff you know like it is still that stuff you know it is still little boy julian shaking hands with kirky eyes it's it's my god julian looks so young in this anime (laughs) thinking of like thinking of the things that think of the acts julian will have to commit in the next 90 episodes of this this little boy is going to see so all right, much all right. to grow up fast yeah <laughs> i can continue this in the podcast uh, the yeah, very like, I, think, I think if you're yeah i think if yes i think if people have interest in legend of the galactic heroes but to think the ova is way too daunting of a task i think if you i think starting with dnt might be a good idea to like get your feet in and Direct. like see, yeah. see if it's something that would actually appeal to you. Well, what, yeah. Cause I, I mean, it's yeah. still going to give you the general idea. Right. And it's going to more like, okay, well if you like this and want to watch a better version. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. What, that's how it works for you guys, have, right? Like, Yes, yes. yes. I'm all, that's, I think both of you guys have valid points. I think the idea is that if you watch DNT and you think that you truly, genuinely enjoy the like political aspects of it, the political thriller, the uh, the space battles, right, the discussions on like politics and society, if, if those stuff interests you, like those things are core to Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Right. No matter what Castle New right. or Bittenfield, the, the strong like, points, of, you the know, strong points of DNT and the strong points of the OVA, are the same. It just. Yeah. Also, DNT because it exists in the 21st century allows us to have a scene of 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 having Yang order French fries from a food truck and eating them in the park while he's talking to Bucock about the fucking the original OVA couldn't do that. I guess French fries didn't exist back in the eighties. Also, I do I do like the opening ending. 
Solomon Ocean. Please, please, the yes. FBA, their freedom from yes, like, <laughs> yes. And, and <laughs> I mean, that's also the thing, right? Like you, you know, right? Like the thing about DNT is like everything on paper sounds like the most fucking insulting thing on the planet, right? Like the character designs are being done by the Croco no basketball people, <laughs> like the, the opening the. the, the <laughs> Yeah, the opening is Hiroyuki Sawano, which compared to the original legendary OPs, you're like, it is so easy to go on that rant of like, oh, this is a fucking like spitting on the legacy of Legend of the Galactic Heroes. But then it turns out that Binary Star is actually a fucking god tier OP, <laughs> and I might even rate it above some of the original wow. show's OPs. Okay. So, I, I, you know, well, I, think the, like, I think the OVA OPs are okay we've become those people as we've yep. said we'll talk about the show for hours and hours okay okay devices so let's uh, point is I th- I think, so yeah so, so to bring this all back to talk about this season in general i think i think the pervasive the pervasive theme or thought i think with this season is like Week one of this season was really dire, right? Like yeah. things were not right. looking good, right? We were getting we didn't a lot even of talk about or We didn't even talk about most of those shows. Like that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like really, really yeah. bad stuff. Yeah. And it's weird, but a somewhat I interesting, I suppose, that it is with the second week of anime, you know, where we started to get your your stars aligns and your no guns lives and your B stars where I think this is still kind yeah. of a rough season, yeah. but I think there are also a few shows that are undeniably worth keeping an eye on. Yep. There are things to watch, for sure. Thank the Lord. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good note to end on then. And, you know, we'll be keeping up with these throughout the season, as we usually do. Uh, of course, it's the last season of the year, so we'll have some fun things, I'm sure, to talk about toward the, the end of the year. But, uh, but yeah. Let's uh, do our housekeeping. You can check out all of our stuff at theglorioblog.com, including all of our first looks for all the shows that we watched. So if you want more detailed impressions or want to yell at us and tell us we're wrong about specific shows, that is probably the best place to do it. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and YouTube. And you can check out our other podcasts on there, including the aforementioned Legend of the Glorio Heroes. So if you want more of that uh, discussion that we just had, go check that out. <laughs> and uh, also Glorio's uh, King of the Kaiju with Chris and Collins uh, talking about old kaiju movies. Those are fun as well. So check those out. And uh, that'll do it. We'll uh, talk to everybody next time. Bye. See you later. <laughs>